Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hey, welcome to today's podcast episode. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Crystal Lockwood, the founder of Motherhood Simplified, and today we are talking about ways that I include my kids in the decluttering process in the way that I teach moms like you to include your kids in the decluttering process as well, because it is one of the top three questions that I get asked all of the time. It's toys, laundry and clothes, and dishes. Um, Those are like the top things. And toys are often the most overwhelming category for moms, if not the most overwhelming category for moms, because it's difficult. And there are two main reasons 
but decluttering the toys with your kids is difficult. This is not an exclusive list or reason, but when I look at the moms who I support in their decluttering process, whether it's through the decluttering simplified course, or even the toy decluttering course, toy decluttering 101, which is available now. It's been unavailable on its own for a little bit over a year and it's available now. You can find a link for it in the show notes, but there are two main reasons that decluttering the toys is challenging for kids and adults. And the first reason is that kids don't really have, they don't have the skill set or the brain power to manage an amount of toys that we are giving them. And often the expectation that we have for kids and toys is that they treat toys like, you know, a Pinterest photo of organization, and they can just pick things up and put them away and know exactly where it goes. And they can finish their play with one thing before moving on to the next. And I'm not arguing that this can't be done because I am a Montessori trained teacher and it can, but when it is done, it is done in such a simplified and intentional space that um, has very specific guidance and follow through and instruction, teaching the children exactly how to do this. And I cannot emphasize this enough that one of the reasons Montessori classrooms are successful at this is because of their simplified environment. Um, And so we just have this mismatched expectation of what kids can actually do with toys and organization and cleaning up and the reality of what they're actually able to do. Because here's the thing, if the toy situation is overwhelming to you to clean up and to organize and to stay on top of and to hold them accountable to, imagine how it feels for them and their tiny little brains that are nowhere near as experienced and developed as yours. It's just a mismatched expectation versus reality. Um, And the second reason that toy decluttering is difficult is because we have our own personal emotions and expectations and feelings wrapped up in the toys as the parents. And sometimes our kids do too. A lot of times if they do, it's because they saw it from somebody else, or it's a coping mechanism to feel like some kind of control or connection in their world. Um, But a lot of times it's our expectations of ourselves that ruin it for us, right? Like Pinterest and Instagram and all of these like educational toys and curriculums and this like idea and belief that high quality wooden educational toys and more variety and more options and access to everything is better and more is more. And it's not right. Like we live in a society of expert marketers and people who are selling us things to be completely frank, like they are selling us their product. So of course they're going to be like, this is the most educational. This is going to support your children's development. And also not letting you know that those milestones, those developmental milestones for your children are going to happen no matter what, whether they have this kind of toy or not. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have, you know, quality toys, or you shouldn't seek out excellent opportunities. You totally should, but you should let that, let that pressure off of yourself. Your home is not meant to be a classroom. 
and it's not meant to be a toy store. And even if you homeschool, okay, because we've had seasons of homeschooling and not, even if you are homeschooling, your, your home is not meant to mirror a classroom designed for 20 to 30 kids. It's just not, this, it's just not true. And so I want to give you a third reason. Um, I said, I was going to give you two. Here's the bonus third reason that decluttering the toys is hard is because we get convinced that our kids play with everything. And here's what I want to say to you, watch your kids and how they actually play, because what they are probably doing is toy sampling and toy sampling is not true play. Play is when you master your skills, you're doing things on repeat, you're exploring, being creative, mastering a skill, picking up a toy and throwing it across the room is a developmental milestone, right? But they don't, they can throw literally anything, right? They can throw any toy. And so be careful about saying that they literally play with everything because they probably don't. They probably pick things up, move it from place to place, um, see something that they forgot about. And so it's exciting for a minute, but it's not actually playing. And I'm saying this as somebody who used to think that my kids also played with everything. And the reality is that they had way too much stuff to actually truly play with it. Yes, they were around it. Yes, they would move it from place to place. Yes, sometimes they would pick it up. But those things that they were using were replaced, replaceable by anything, right? There's a very select few toys that are consistently played with at our house regularly on repeat in depth. And the rest of it is just kind of like a supporting piece. They're not essential. They're not integral to our home and the way that my kids play. And I've noticed this in classrooms as well, because like I said, I used to be a teacher and then I was a Montessori teacher. And I also thought the same was true in the classroom. Like, oh, like we need all of these options. We need all of this variety. And it's just not true. Kids naturally gravitate to a, you know, a select amount. I'm not going to give a number of toys for them. Everybody has their own threshold, but to say that they play with everything, um, be discerning. Are they playing with it or are they sampling it? Okay, so now that we have a little bit of an understanding about like why it's difficult to declutter with kids and guide them through this process, let's talk about how you can actually support your kids in the decluttering. The first thing to help your kids declutter their stuff and their toys is to declutter your stuff first. You're probably like, well, I don't want to do that. I'm sick of the toys. I just want to get rid of them, but hear me out. If you jump right into the toys and getting rid of their things, it often comes across as a form of punishment or some kind of negative experience for the kids, because here's the thing they didn't buy or accept all of that stuff into the home. And it's not their responsibility to manage everything in the home. And the reality is that your home is probably full of all kinds of clutter that is yours and not specifically the kids. And so focusing on just the kids stuff and their toys is ignoring the bigger and more important picture that is your whole, your entire home is cluttered, right? And the whole entire home needs an overhaul and hyper-focusing on the kids stuff is pretty unfair because again, even if they are teens, you know, who are buying their own stuff, you have a years, you know, at least a decade if they're teens of accumulating stuff that's making the rest of the house overwhelming. So taking ownership of that fact and decluttering your stuff first is going to give you a degree of trust and credibility with your children. They're going to see you doing it 
and they are going to be more likely to get on board with you. And the benefit of this is that as you are doing your own stuff, you can communicate to them how you are doing it and why you're doing it. And you can even include them in the process so that when it comes time to declutter their toys and their stuff, they are experienced. They know the kinds of questions that you're going to ask. When was the last time I used this? I haven't used this in three years. So I'm going to get rid of it, right? Or do I even like this? Does this fit in the space that I have? Do I have duplicates of this? Is this broken? And I, I don't want to spend the time to fix it. They're going to see you modeling that and experiencing that. And they're going to internalize it and understand it. And so when you start to do those same things with them, they're going to be much more likely to get on board and follow your lead. Now, the second reason that it is important to do your stuff first is because decluttering is a skill. It is a skill. And if you are going to teach somebody how to do it, or if you are going to guide somebody through doing something, it's important that you know how to do it yourself and have done it yourself. Now, you can study decluttering and you can become an expert on decluttering and never actually do it for yourself, right? Like there are male OBs who help women deliver babies. They've obviously never given birth, but they've put a ton of time and energy into becoming an expert on birth, right? So if you want to actually teach your kids how to do this, you have two options. You either need to study and spend a whole lot of time in becoming a decluttering expert and decluttering guide, which by the way, I've been doing this for three years. It's a lot of time and energy to learn this skill or, and then not, you know, learn the skill for myself and then articulate to other people how to do this for themselves too. You can go ahead and do that. It's going to take you a long time. It's much more efficient for you to just get real world experience in decluttering your stuff and knowing how it feels and knowing what it's like to get rid of your things and go through that process and then show them how to do it. You have to be qualified in some way in guiding your kids through this. And you might as well just do it for yourself. Gain that credibility, lead by example, walk the walk, and then show them how to do it too and lead them through it. And that's going to give you a whole new level of empathy as well. Because if you have children who are resistant to decluttering, their hesitations are going to be very similar to yours. They might be articulated in a different way, right? They're not like worried about just in case, like what if I don't have enough money to replace this, but they will be like, well, what if my friends come over and they want to play Barbies and I don't really like playing Barbies, but they do. So maybe I should keep it just in case. And you can kind of walk them through that path. Like, well, if your friends want to come over and play Barbies, just tell them to bring their own Barbie and then you guys can play together, right? So it'll be a lot more able to empathize with them, problem solve, with them and lead them through this process. The second thing to do, if you want to support your children in decluttering their toys is to give them a boundary, a physical boundary of where the toys are going to be kept. Because if there is not a dedicated space for where the toys are going to be kept, of course you are just going to keep putting toys all over the house and have an infinite amount of toys accumulate in all of the areas. And Parkinson's law says this, work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. So an example, if you have three hours to get something done, it's going to take you three hours, right? If you have eight hours to get something done, it's going to take you eight hours, right? If you have $20 to spend, you're going to spend $20. And we can apply this concept to your home and the toys as well. 
So if you have five cube shelves to put toys on, you are going to fill five cube shelves of toys. And that's okay if that's how many you want to have. But you can reduce it down to three and you can say, we have so many toys. It's like exhausting to keep up on. It's always a mess. We're only going to keep what fits on these three shelves and gives ourselves some, you know, more space to play. So give them that physical boundary, choose the rooms that the toys will stay in. Is it going to be a bedroom? Is it going to be multiple bedrooms because you have multiple children? Is it going to be, you know, toddler toys in the living room, which is what we do because we have two toddlers and they can't only play upstairs. Um, there's no right or wrong way and like where you should be keeping toys. Um, just choose what works for you and know that it will likely change in the future. And then after you've chosen which containers and which shelves inside of those rooms only keep what fits. It's, it's that simple. There is no solution for keeping too much stuff in too small of a space, um, whether that's your house as a whole or a toy shelf or a bin or whatever, whatever the boundary is, stick to it. And then that brings me to the third way to support your children in decluttering. And that is to focus on what you are keeping with your kids. Because when you establish that boundary of like, okay, we have three toy shelves. Let's choose what we're keeping on here. It feels like less of a loss because here's the thing. Decluttering feels like a loss because technically it is like you're going to be losing some toys or some arts and crafts, but what kids and often adults can't even see are the invisible things that they are going to gain by decluttering. So make sure that you communicate that to them. Like here, let's really, let's choose our favorites. Let's choose the best of the best supplies that we have. And let's make sure that it all fits here. And that it's easy to play with because once we get rid of all of this extra stuff, it's going to be easier for you to play. You're going to be able to clean up quicker. Mom's not going to be so grumpy. Mom's going to have a lot easier of a time actually helping you clean up. It's going to be more fun. You're going to have more space. It's going to look nicer. It's going to feel better to be inside of it. Um, all of these benefits that come from decluttering stuff that, like I said, kids, they just don't know it until they experience it. And even when they do experience it, they can't really articulate it. And that's okay and normal because a lot of adults can't even do it too. That's why I have this podcast. And the great thing about supporting your kids through the decluttering process and the ways that we just talked about is that you're going to benefit from it too. You benefit from guiding them through this in this very holistic way. Um, you are supporting them, but everything that you are supporting them in applies to you as well. So choosing a boundary for yourself is something you should be doing, right? If the clothes don't fit in your closet or in your drawers, you need less clothes, right? It doesn't fit in the boundary. Of course, you can add another shelf if you want or another dresser if you want, but I don't recommend that. <laughs> I recommend decluttering the stuff inside of it, um, focusing on what you're keeping, and then just really approaching decluttering as a skill, something that you need on the job experience with. It's the best kind of experience. And I want to let you know that if you are wanting more guidance and hands-on support in decluttering the toys for your entire family and coming up with an entire toy management system, whether you want to do a toy rotation or not, whether you are saving toys for future kids or not, or even grandkids, um, if you want to hone in on like 
birthdays and holidays and what kind of toys are coming into the house and what kind of toys are going out of the house, as well as just tangible, practical answers to all of the toy decluttering questions that you have, enroll in Toy Decluttering 101. It is a mini course that I created, literally designed to help you declutter the toys without tears for your kids in a way that feels good for you and for your kids. And it's an amazing course. And I actually haven't offered it as a standalone course for a little bit over a year because it used to only be available in my main course, Decluttering Simplified. I have decided to offer these separately now um, for a few reasons, just to give you some bite-sized pieces. Some people only need support with toys. Some people need help with the entire house, um, but also to meet different budgetary um, needs, right? Because I know my course, Decluttering Simplified, is my most expensive course, and I wanted to give you something that was within your means. So in the show notes, you can find the link to check out Toy Decluttering 101 and for the month of August, if you enroll in Decluttering Simplified, you will actually get Toy Decluttering 101 for free, as well as Clothes Decluttering 101 for free. You basically get three courses for the price of one. Um, and after August, it will no longer be included in Decluttering Simplified. Um, they will all be offered separately. So if you would like to get all three, Toy Decluttering 101, Clothes Decluttering 101, and decluttering simplified to help you literally declutter every single area of your home. Find the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the episode today. Let me know your feedback. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Was it helpful? How are you going to be implementing this with your children? And final thing, if you are listening on the podcast, I would love if you left me a review. I prefer positive reviews because that helps me get the word out to moms like you who need this message and the support. If you take a screenshot of the review that you leave, um, email it to me, Krista at motherhoodsimplified.com. I will send you a one hour workshop on surface decluttering um, as a thank you. So it's just a bonus workshop that I did for the moms inside of Decluttering Simplified. It's real world examples of how I would declutter spaces of the mom's homes as if I were sitting there next to him. It's really good for getting, um, you know, just like tangible, practical decluttering steps, action steps um, from me because I'm really great at decluttering. I'm not great at a lot of things, but I am really great at decluttering. <laughs> so you kind of get an hour long session of sitting with me as if I were decluttering with you. Um, and I would really appreciate that in exchange for your review on iTunes. If you don't have iTunes, you can just email me a positive review of the podcast that I can share across my social media and marketing channels. I would appreciate that as well. And of course, I will send you that workshop in exchange. Have a great day. Thank you for hanging out and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, 
Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.